Hello and welcome everybody to the Cross Ice Feed Podcast. I'm David Stearns, joined with a host of people. We got, of course, Brian Schrems, the uh, usual culprit that's on the other side of the microphone. This time he's actually live and in person, not on the phone with me this time. And we also have some other special guests, but Schrems, how are you this evening? Fine. Okay. All right. Well, listen, we're done with, uh, you know, round two. Let's talk about how we did. Um, I predicted the Red Wings in six. You said Chicago in six. Good for you, sir. Thank you. You actually are the winner in that one. What about uh, the other one? Oh, the other ones. Well, we both said L.A. in five, and unfortunately we were both wrong as far as the number of games, but we got the team right. Uh, didn't see that one having to go seven, but unfortunately it did, and San Jose still kind of bitter and hanging around. I mean, boy, that team has uh, quite a history with trying to get out of that second round. Um, Pittsburgh. Well, you just said Pittsburgh. You didn't give me the number of games. I said six, and you said just Pittsburgh, and we were both right with that, sir. And then you're going to take the cake here, and you're going to totally, you know, uh, yeah, put me to shame here. You said the Boston Bruins is seven. I said the Rangers is seven. And unfortunately, I'm wrong. You chose the Rangers. I I, I chose the Rangers just because. stupid. You know, I felt bad for Tortorella. And, hey, guess what? He's no longer coaching. He's coaching Buffalo next way. <laughs> You're halfway through the season. He'll be in Buffalo. You are a funny, funny man. So let's talk about this Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals here in the 2012-2013 playoffs. We have resident expert for the LA Kings, Rob Kelly, with us. And uh, we don't have anybody to defend the Chicago side of things, but we're going to give Rob all the credit in the world here to talk about L.A., <laughs> You were um, pretty much raised out in the uh, the Wild West, and, um, man, you got a great vintage L.A. Kings jersey going on here. Unfortunately, we are recording this right after the fact that um, they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks 2-1. Quite an intense game, but um, it seems like the intensity was more favoring Chicago. And how many shots did we see in that first period from L.A.? Three? Uh, two shots. Two. First two shots. You were clearly we were, uh, over, over. We shot 50%. Oh, well, that's, that's pretty good. good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that you called me expert because I don't think you can name another Kings fan that you know. Well, that's actually true. <laughs> it's my well, West Coast no, team. Yeah, no. It's my West Coast Shrem's team. here won a bet last year, and he actually uh, took home some money from Vegas nice. picking the Kings preseason, which was Ooh, good. Well done. Thank you. So, um, uh, Rob, your impression of this game, I mean, uh, we got our stat boy here uh, telling us that the last time that these two teams met was in 1974. 1973. Or se- 74. 74. 74. So uh, Blackhawks had that series four games to one. Uh, well, real quickly here, I'm going to say that the Kings are going to take this one in seven games. Shrems, what do you got? Kings win at home. That takes it through six. I don't know. Kings on the road? What's the deal with the Kings on the road? I honestly have no clue. They shoot as two, three times a period? That's pretty good. <laughs> Honestly, the, the, the ending stats there was like 22 to 36 in the shot, so it wasn't really that bad. The one thing I wanted to look at was the hits. We were not as physical as we usually are, and Chicago was <laughs> more physical Dustin Brown was not as physical are. as he usually is. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look at the last two series, we were, we were throwing 50 hits a game. Whereas yeah. I haven't looked at the stats for this one quite yet, but it didn't seem as like it was that much. Well, see, the one they thing kept I, up, they, they kept up with us is basically what it comes down to. See, that was just, that was just the thing. You know, we talk about depth. OK, Chicago and L.A. both have depth. I think L.A. has the right depth. Chicago has too much superstar up front. And then mm, some no namers that you'll hear once in a while, like what happened to Andrew Shaw? You know, now we got this sad guy or sod guy, whatever you want to pronounce it. Uh, you know, you just got guys rotating through the lineup, rounding out the third lines and fourth lines. But the first two lines for Chicago are pretty well set. L.A., they have talent that's still there from last year's team. Nothing much has changed with L.A., and Jonathan Quick is still as sturdy as ever. 
I give him all the credit in the world today because he got blasted with shots, and Crawford made, what, 22 or 20 saves? 21 saves. saves. Or 21, 21 saves. saves. So, That's, as I, as I yeah. was saying earlier, um, the Kings will lose 2-1, and Quick will still pop up with a 93 save percentage. Yeah. So I'm, you can't blame him for anything. Is, is the he thing be that the, drives me crazy the, about the Kings is the fact that you don't know where that goal is going to come from. It can come from anybody on the four lines, and as awesome as that is, it also gives me a slight heart attack every game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he the J.S. Jaguar, the losing goaltender in the Stanley Cup final, with the Vesna winning goaltender for the? I think that's what people thought last year, and then we won anyways. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've never seen someone handed out a con Smythe from the conference finals <laughs> that wasn't in the Stanley Cup finals, but I, I, I see can where you're going. Can you see where my prediction just went, though? Yeah, I, I can see yeah, that. If L.A. does that. go on, yeah, okay. I saw that, and I like it. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, you know, this game is in the books, and uh, as I said before, I'm saying L.A. in seven. You're saying L.A. takes it in six. Rob, what is your prediction on this series? As much as my heart wants to go L.A., but my common sense goes Chicago, I'm just going to say game seven regardless. Okay. I think it is going to go seven. I think every single team is going to take it at home. Um, the only game the Kings won against Chicago this year, I th- I'm i pretty sure the only game the Kings won against Chicago this year was actually in Chicago. I think you are I correct. know they beat us twice in L.A., mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure they beat us once in Chicago too. So, And I was actually at the game in Chicago that we won, and I believe that was like 5-4, and that was a ridiculous game. Okay. I think we basically we just outworked them. They have a lot more talent than us. I think we just we're gonna have to outwork them. It's basically what it's gonna be. L.A. is one of the like the, who said it? Their captain said it. They're not going to impress you in the game at all. It's gonna be a very boring game to watch, but they're gonna win it. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, um, I think all but two of their games so far in the playoffs have been decided by one goal, mm-hmm. and they get that one goal and they sit back. And today that did not quite work out for them because then Chicago gets two quick ones and. Then we're like, oh no, we have to shoot the puck again. Yeah, it was a so. it was a pretty well balanced third period, but uh, of course that second period was all Chicago, and well, so was the first period. But <laughs> Justin Williams with a uh, with a great bounce up front, beating uh, Corey Crawford. Uh, talking a little bit here about Crawford. I mean, is he really the goaltender that will take Chicago to the Stanley Cup Finals, or are we going to see like we saw in Pittsburgh, where suddenly he becomes Mark Andre Fleury, and then hey, Ray Emery is your Thomas Vukun. <laughs> he's, he's he's a good goaltender, but he's not the goaltender. You you have to think that the team in front of him, much like Mark Andre Fleury, is giving him the credit that he deserves or that he doesn't deserve, right. for that matter. Same thing with Antti Niemi. That's what I was Niemi, about to say. Niemi yeah. was is a good goaltender, but you put him in a place where the offense isn't as potent as it should be, and look what look what happens. I think basically Crawford has only looked as good as he does, is because in the first round they faced Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of goal scoring. Yeah, I know. Now they're facing the Kings. Not a lot of goal scoring. Yeah. They almost lost it last series because Detroit can when Zetterberg and Datsuk actually feel like stepping up and playing. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can't win a ge- you can't win a series with just two players. It and Franzen decides to score a goal. Every true, and it so. also makes you wonder, yeah. you know, is is the offense so good in Chicago that you can make someone like Ray Emery look like a superstar this season? That's true, and I yeah. think that's what they're doing in Pittsburgh for Vokun at this point. <laughs> you know, I, I, hey, come on, we talked about <laughs> uh, we talked about the depth in Pittsburgh, and I've been bragging about it uh, through all the podcasts that we've done, all six of them now at this point. You're really hot on Boston. I'm hot on Pittsburgh. So. Flurry's not a playoff goaltender. You and I know this. Yeah, Everybody it's, knows it's this. True. Even this guy knows it. But Tomas Vokun on a one-year, $1 million deal out of nowhere after Washington pretty much gave up on him. Pittsburgh said, you know, ratio, 
the uh, maverick of the East, what? if you will. Wow, maverick. Ray well, was just was Ray was in uh, Nashville with Bokun and liked his work. Yeah, ethic. see, that's why, and that's why Shara said, "I'm going to bring in Bokun uh, to back up in case Flurry falters." A which a forty-year-old yeah. Bokun is still better than a twenty-five-year-old Brent Johnson. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Brent Johnson. Oh, man. Brent Johnson had his had his. No, times. he didn't. No, he, he never nothing. did. For, for he had about, nothing. Three How good was Brent Johnson? Uh, he, he, uh, there was... Uh, um, see, you can't even get a word out. <laughs> I think Matthew Garan was there better. Was once, there was one uh, two years ago. There was Flurry one started, game. Flurry started off 0-6, and so they put Brent Johnson in. He went 6-0, and and they rode... Brent Johnson for so many time for so long, and that's the year we went. We had the Winter Classic in Pittsburgh, so that was two years ago. And then Flurry came back in, and Flurry went, I think, twelve zero and one, something like that. Uh, and just Flurry regained his form. You're so, right. That was oh seven oh eight. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. No, I, I I totally hear you. But uh, uh, who is your third string goaltender? Ty Conklin. Is it still Ty Conklin, no. or is it, uh, <laughs> is, it is it Matthew Garon? Alex Old. If, <laughs> yeah. If John was Hedberg. here. He would know where Ty Conklin is. I think he. Uh, uh, he's wherever the next Winter Classic's going to be. No, it's the um, it was it. the goalie from the fo- the Frozen Four. They just signed. That's their third goaltender oh, right now. Okay, okay, um, okay. I don't. I have no idea his name. He actually was uh, back up a couple games the last games of the season because Flurry was hit in the head. And oh, had, that's right. Um, he actually just signed a one year con- or one or two year entry year contract with them or something like that. Oh, there was only a network of information we Ty could access. Conklin. Eric Hartzell. Eric Hartzell. For who? Okay. Uh, who did he come from? Yeah. Well, see, now you're asking too many questions. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I'm sorry. The internet <laughs> isn't that quick around here. Well, I can tell you he's from White Bear Lake, Minnesota, and he's oh, 24 yeah. years old, and that's about it. That's White Bear Lake. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, Probably Chicago. played at Apple Valley yeah. then. Well, so it sounds like we're really going to cross into Pittsburgh and Boston, which is about to start up here in a few minutes as we're doing this, but uh, Chicago and L.A. Does L.A. – I mean, with the shortened season in mind, I mean – for a few months there, we didn't see the L.A. that we saw last year closing out hot, finishing in the eighth seed, and winning the Stanley Cup. We didn't see that team for the first couple of months in this shortened season. I think Th- we went 0-6 to start. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it was ridiculous. Like, oh, it was I just, pretty bad. I mean, I was depressed a lot. And did you guys not lose your home opener to Chicago? Yeah, yeah, like 6-1. Yeah. Like to one. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. <laughs> yeah, especially living in Chicago or outside of Chicago as I do, I got made fun of a lot for that. It was, yeah. See if you can get the last laughter with the. Uh, oh, as much like. as much as I would love it. All right. Well, let's transition over to Pittsburgh and Boston. We don't want to miss too much of that action as uh, Tuka Rask and uh, Tomas Vokun are going to do battle here. We're going to bring in our resident Philadelphia, yeah, not Philadelphia expert. Ooh. Sorry, I'm going to. No, whoa, he's whoa, he's whoa, uh, he's whoa. coming. He's coming. Have another Yingling. Oh. No, Kurt, Chris Mandia will be here in a little bit. He's our Philadelphia expert, but we have no need for him. We'll, we'll see him in a few months. Yeah, we'll see him in a few months for sure as we uh, pick up Claude Giroux for Thomas Vanek in Buffalo. Um, yeah, that'll never happen. So, uh, Phil Prevost, um, you are going to replace uh, John Baranowski, who's our usual Pittsburgh expert. I think you're more of an expert than he is. John, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening. I, I, um, <laughs> he has a lot more useful information. Useless information. There you go. Um, he knows how to search the Internet better. Is that what you're saying? He does know how to search the Internet, <laughs> and usually it's on my phone, which he knows how to use my phone better than I do. How's your phone bill looking? <laughs> um, actually, the one time when I did have um, the uh, 3G on my iPad, he did go over several times on oh, my plan. Oh, so, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, so John, if you're listening to this, yeah, uh, you owe me. Yeah, we got a job for you down here, Johnny. 
<laughs> yep. but Phil, uh, you know, uh, Pittsburgh and Boston, you know, I, I thought that Boston was going to be handedly taken care of by Toronto. And, of course, it looked like Toronto was going to advance on for the first mm-hmm. time in, what, <sighs> 10 years? And that got stopped short. Yeah, I mean, they were saying, I think, Boston or Toronto had like a 99.7% chance of winning that series. They were up 4-1 to one, and at point three or whatever that statistical anomaly, they won that series. Um, yeah, and that gave him a lot of life. That and third period was wild. It was, and uh, you know, being in DC now, I was watching the Caps game, and that game seven wasn't entertaining at no, all. No, so that was horrible. Um, I'm glad I switched <laughs> over in time to watch that great comeback. Yeah. So um, now put put the goaltending into perspective here. We got Tuka Rask. Obviously, he's filling in some big shoes for Tim Thomas, who decided to take a one year hiatus. I think he's got big shoes. I think Tim Thomas is a solid goaltender. He's big. Cinderella story. He has Cinderella Please. story, but Tuka he, Rask is smaller and limber. If, and if Tim I Thomas may. was bigger and if bulkier. If I may, he's the Jim Carrey of 2010. Please. Alrighty then. Please, one year wonder. Nothing more. Now the Islanders have to pay him, which is not uncommon for the Islanders to pay players who aren't <laughs> playing for the organization anymore. Oh, poor Charlie Wang over there. Yeah. He's, he's just getting the short end of every stick there. Yeah. yeah, no matter how long it is with Alexei Ashen or Rick DiPietro, of course, yeah. But um, Tukaras versus Tomas Vokun. Are we going to see Marc-Andre Fleury? Is Vokun going to show his human side and lose game one? Um, I don't think he's going to lose game one. Uh, just being in Pittsburgh, the crowd, um, with the depth that Pittsburgh has. I mean, when you have a fourth line that could be a first, second line, any other team, you should have no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think you're going to see Vokun get pulled. And I think once you get see Vokun get pulled, I'm going to say game three mm-hmm. is going to be a bad start. Flurry's going to come in. He's going to bail him out. They're going to get close. They're going to lose game three. Uh, but by one goal, they're going to come back and get in within one. And then you're going to see you're going to start with Flurry. And I think that Flurry's had enough time to sit down, mm-hmm. reevaluate where he was. I mean, he had a shutout game one. True. True. Um, now he's got, a, I think, a 3.4 goals against right now. And Thomas Vogun has a 1.4, I think. So is Flurry going to win them the cup? I think together they're going to have to do it right now. Um, but I mean, if you're scoring 4.3 goals a game. <laughs> Your goaltending is not really that much of an issue as long as you can outscore the opposition. Patrick Sharp has eight goals and Crosby has seven. seven. Tied with so Dupuis. Now, Schrems, Point. where does this all fit in? The moment they signed Jerome Aginla, it was a fail or success season. Anything besides the cup is a failure. Exactly. So if they fall short of expectations... What happens to that team in the offseason? Do they ditch Marc-Andre Fleury because of what happened? Do they go and try and acquire another goaltender? I think they do. I, I think d- you have to. I, I, I think they will acquire another goaltender. Uh, I think Fleury still has two years on his contract, I believe. Um, he, but, you mean, you got well, you get the Marc-Andre Fleury from 08 and 09 when you know he took him to the cup finals two years in a row and won in a game seven mm-hmm. or you're going to see the last three years where you know last year yeah that was a lot of flurry's fault last he's year not a playoff Flair. goaltender but by, <laughs> by the way uh, referencing that goal or that that should have been goal by lidstrom in game seven there uh he did have a um testicular pull i think i referenced that in the hockey week episode with john baranowski that um yeah lidstrom was just a, a couple steps short because of that <laughs> if Lidstrom wasn't, was if he was in full capacity, 
at that last second shot. That save wasn't that great. It was routine. Oh, I, I he was diving across the crease. Routine yes, save. But if that shot was a little bit lower and a little bit quicker, Fleury's upper body was covering the top of the net. The Lidstrom lower body is sixty years old at that point. Yeah, he was okay. All right, continue on. Continue on. I'm sorry. Oh no. But so, yes, but if we have Fleury back in his original form. Then you got to keep riding him, and he's got so much potential. If John Baranowski was here, uh-huh. he would say that how Pittsburgh has a history of getting these great prospects and destroying them. But remember, and Buffalo had Tom Barrasso first. That's very true. <laughs> um, so I mean, I think uh, my ninety-one, ninety-two Cup history is not clear, but I believe mm-hmm. that um, Barrasso didn't start this, the playoffs the one year. No, he didn't. came in for an injured player, and that's he. They rode oh, him to who the was playoffs it at that time. Trims. Do you remember who the goaltender was at the time? It wasn't Sidorkowitz, was it? I think it was Sidorkowitz. Oh, if if I just pulled that oh, out of where you, you know just, where? Yeah. After after seven rum and coke. <laughs> so we're talking the ninety ninety one season, right? But you you have to wonder if if you don't have Flurry back, and you try and trade him, somebody's going to be buying. St. Louis is going to be buying. Um, Florida, Tampa Bay, somebody in there is going to be <sighs> looking for a goaltender. Can you? What's his salary? Do you know off the top I of your head? I have no idea. Yeah, it's a lot. Cap geek. Hit he, the cap geek I'll button. take a look. He, um, he is getting paid a lot, um, but my, I just don't feel that he's going to go. I mean, the whole team is still but behind him. Do you, do you free up cap space to bring back a Ginla? That is the nastiest six players I have ever seen in my, in my hockey career. Uh, by the way, the correct answer was uh, Frank Petrangelo. So, oh, yeah, just, just, just so close, uh, so close. John's right probably, church, John's wrong probably, If he's listening, this will be like, you know, ah, <laughs> he's probably shouting the answer the entire time. How much is Flurry making? All the uh, way down at the bottom, Stearns. But is I mean, at the Pittsburgh still has cap space this year um, because they traded a couple people away during the year uh, because the Jordan Stall trade. He has a good. Eight nine mil left of cap space. Flurry two years left, five million dollars a year. That's okay. not bad for that's a goal. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Usually you pay them of, six of his or seven. regular season caliber. Yeah, he's and he's been good. dedicated. He's been there for about six seven years now. I mean, yeah, he's he was the first person. He was the first piece. But who do they have to sign in the off season? That's the million well, dollar question. The million who's dollar who's question. getting a raise in that organization? Well, you have, I know you've cook up. Cooks uh, well, up, please. Um, I could pay Cook on my teacher's salary. <laughs> so we're looking at the 13-14 season, right? Who's up for you? Yes, sir. I don't, I okay, Jerome Ginla, obviously. That'll do it. Brandon Murrow, of Murray. course. Um, yeah, and Murray as well. Uh, Tyler Kennedy's an RFA. Matt Cook. Pascal Dupuis. Yeah, you got to sign I'll him back. Dupuis. Yeah, but he's only getting 1-5 now. Dupuis ain't making 1-5 next no, season. I'll tell you that much. he'll be making at least 3. Yeah. Um, 3-5, maybe 4. Tanner Glass. It, well, he's Tanner good for Glass another year. Um, well, he was a good pickup from Winnipeg. I'll give him credit for that. I he mean, was out. He They, they benched him or he, was he, scratched. I thought uh, he rounded things out nicely, but I guess he's not. The, the chemistry of each team is different. I'll right, tell you. Right. Craig Adams is up, and he's well. Buffalo native. Well, he's yeah. he's good. He's a good playoff player. He, he always does well in the playoffs. <laughs> That's because he's been in playoffs with six different teams in the past six years. Hey, Dustin Jeffries, another guy that's up. Jeffrey never think. never panned out to what he, he was supposed off, to be. No. Yeah. But, but he did take off in a game against Buffalo last year. Of course he did. <laughs> what they need to do is uh, Bo Bennett. He's a good winger. They need to start bringing him up and playing with Crosby because he's going to be a good winger with Crosby one day. Yep. Mark Eaton's another one on the, the cusp there. Mark Eaton, please. He, I can reti- play well, defense he was supposed like to retire. Yeah. Um, he was about to file his paperwork for retirement. And people were calling Ray Shiro, being like, "Hey, can we talk to this guy?" And Ray's like, "Well, I mean, if other teams are looking at him, and maybe you know, we're missing something, we're missing something." <laughs> and, so they him, and 
when they brought him back, they lost three games total mm-hmm. the rest of the season when he was in in uh when he was playing. He was part okay. of that undefeated march, okay. which is the uh, first in history. Robert Bertuzzo is the last one, and of course Eric Hartzell, who got that one-year deal. Uh, he is on the cusp as well, but he, for a third-string goaltender, is making 1.595. That's not bad. That's pretty and good was, for a third-string goaltender. That's not league minimum, I'll tell no, you that much. No, that's for sure. Um, but, I mean, this year's not even the big part. Next year's when you have Malkin coming up. Oh, uh, that's right. Latang's coming up. Yep. And I Orpik really think... as well, yep. I think what will happen is Crosby's going to restructure his contract Ooh, to give up some too. money to keep Malkin there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're going to have to dump off a lot of people because, you know, you you got um, England's up as well, and I think he's one of those players that you're going to want to hold on to. I like him. I like him on For that team. For aggressiveness purposes, nobody yes. else is fighting on that team. No, That's no exactly. Problem. He's the only aggressor on that team. Yeah. England is the only one. And Tanner Glass sometimes, but mm. not. he's not He's not the heavyweight. When he's in the lineup. Right. Yeah. Uh, Juicy Jokinen, yeah, you can get rid of him. But Jokinen, we're not even paying for this year. Ooh. Carolina's still paying for him this year. It was pretty much just here, borrow him. Dumped it off, yes, yeah. of course. And then, uh, yeah, Tanner Glass, as you said before. Brandon Sutter, Chris Kunitz, that's a huge they have one to that's sign coming Kunitz up. Too. Kunitz and Ev- uh, um, Evgeny Malkin are the big two next season. Kunitz so is a leech. Kunitz is, is not a skilled player. He's a leech. Really? Wherever he was, he leached off the talent around him. Gets uh, laughing Perry. No, he's Gets leeched off the, Perry. off the talent. Yes, that's true. In Anaheim, yes. Kunitz, Kunitz is pretty much the only grinder you have on Pittsburgh, though. Is, he's the yeah. he's one of he's not three a grinder, players he's a that will actually no he's one of he three mooches. players that will actually go into the corners on that team. He mooches off the talent around him uh, to look good. That that's what a grinder does though. You don't mooch. You actually go get the puck out of the corner to go have somebody else score the goal. He's like, and he'll go in front of the net. He'll of the net. He's right. like and Mike Knubel. Mike Knubel was a terrible hockey player, but he played in all the right places with exactly. all the right people. And it's like the one thing, like I love Eddie Malkin. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but he and he when he wants to play, he plays. But and when he, he gets hurt, he gets hurt. He gets hurt and hurt. And my mm. suggestion is he doesn't play Florida ever again. Scratch mm. him every time. And Buffalo. And Buffalo, yes. Yep. Those two teams do not play him whatsoever. And then Crosby, don't play against the Islanders because every puck that's hit him in the face has been against the Islanders. And can Crosby <laughs> do us a favor and not play Buffalo ever again because he's got Buffalo's number. He's got Buffalo's <laughs> number. But Crosby's playing without the shield today. Ooh. Uh, he was approved. Oh. He's been practicing all week without the, the, the mouth guard. Yep. I don't think it's a safe idea. Do you go but... after the jaw? I would. <laughs> well, yeah, you're going to have people doing yeah, that. Yeah, if you're Boston. Brad Marchand, sure. And, and if you were um, uh, Lucic. Lucic, yep. Char, Char. I mean, Char just has to or like Thornton. breathe on him because – or actually, you know, with his height, or you Horton. Know, kind of well, Horton and Thornton. Yeah. Uh, Thornton, here's a Horton who? Jeez. <laughs> All right, well, the game's getting started up here. Let's wrap it up here. Let's get some final thoughts from David Moran, our um, just hockey hockey aficionado here who has been watching plenty of hockey for plenty of uh, years here. Uh, we're not going to give his age out here because he's ancient. So, Dave, um, what are your impressions of this year's playoffs? I mean, we've had... Third-party candidate. A third-party candidate. Yes, this is somebody with unbiased... Uh, this is my Jerry here. Springer final thoughts. 48 <laughs> games in this season, and now it comes down to these playoffs. What do you think about four teams who have won... Uh, well, pretty much the last four Stanley Cups being in the Eastern Conference Finals. What do you think about how this is going? And who is it going to be? Is it going to be Pittsburgh, Chicago, Boston, L.A., Pittsburgh, who L.A.? Who gets the asterisks next to the Stanley Cup? Exactly. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. Chalk that one up to the New Jersey Devils back yeah. in 95, too, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd like to give some uh, credit to Chicago for kind of uh, rebounding. They had that lapse last year, but uh, it seems like they've rebuilt their team to be a cup-caliber team. And if they do win it and they have the asterisks, 
whether they have an asterisk or not, they still played a season. They played well. They dominated, I'd say, most of the season, and uh, they deserve it, whether it's 48-82. Uh, you know, the, the league didn't change drastically mm-hmm. after this after this last lockout like it did in 05. So, yeah. um, well, the changes might be coming next year for all we know. That is true. <laughs> But uh, but I would I would I would no th- touch I would icing, think... bigger nets, no goalies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the new Nike equipment, so it's yeah. all smaller, oh. leaner, faster. Off will love that. Yeah. Oh wait, he's no longer playing. Yeah, <laughs> goalies get two by fours for their sticks now. Oh, Hextall, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, we're we're throwing back to old school hockey. Yeah. But I don't think you have a watered down product by any means. But the, with a shortened season, you're still getting uh, quality uh, hockey in the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. the best kind of hockey to watch, and uh, you know I think it's all. It's all good viewing. Think of it this way: nobody took anything away from the Heat last season. That's I know, true. but yeah, they're still I bring doing basketball well, into this. They're still this, is, this isn't well. ESPN, but I mean, yeah. well, I they cover to... the spelling bee, so, so who cares? That's not real spelling sports. bee in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no room for hockey this year. No sir. <laughs> Are we gonna get a free agent? Yeah, <laughs> LeBron James this year. Yeah, right. This is gonna be Luongo. Oh, Forsaken on Vancouver. <laughs> For shame. The Grizzlies. For shame. Oh, forget it. Yeah, no. I hope you're a tight end. Yeah, I'll take sure. LeBron James. I like what he's got. To <laughs> yeah, offer. sure. We'll bring back the Buffalo Braves up there. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so, uh, any big surprises for you watching these playoffs? Any big surprises? <laughs> the lack of shots from LA. No, that's one for the, <laughs> the conference uh, finals. You don't watch the West Coast. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's the, the glorification of the of the goaltenders, and uh, you know, they they have a, a an easy night being like in the low twenties, and uh, you know, I'm calling I'm calling out Corey Crawford. Okay. It is it is what it is, but I mean, uh, a lot of it comes down to the defense that comes in front of them. You know, you have a stellar defense, even a stellar offense. Your goalie's going to have an easy night, and uh, you know. I think with um, when you got a barrage of shots, like we saw Jonathan Quick face today, mm-hmm. you know, he oh, doesn't get the credit he deserves because he got he's, the loss. He's the yeah. better goaltender. That's true. Between Hands the two, down is sure. the better goaltender. Well, he's proven, right. yeah. Now, the thing is, you know, I got into a big argument about uh, maybe 10 years ago about the fact that you need a star-quality goaltender in order to win the Stanley Cup. Sure, absolutely. Crawford is, in my mind, not star-quality. So I don't think Chicago wins. Neither the cup was Niemi. Anti Niemi though proved himself during the season with the numbers that he had though. Wonderful. Now what is he doing so in San Jose? Well, he took them to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But he's just like every goaltender before him. Right, okay. right, 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 just right. like just like Nabokov did. But, I mean, yeah, but Nabokov you're not seeing you're not seeing Gustafson taking a team. You're not seeing you know uh, the third stringer. You're not seeing who did Buffalo pick up in that trade uh, from Minnesota? I mean, Tell, oh Hackett. Uh, Hackett. You're not seeing uh, you know with Jeff Hackett's nephew take the team to the Stanley No, Cup. that's the thing is you don't necessarily need a star, star quality goaltender. You need a goaltender that's just gotten hot right then. Okay. Is I mean, yeah, star quality helps to have someone consistent through the season and the playoffs to get into the playoffs and then keep playing. But, I mean, just to squeak in and then play like last year the Kings did or even travel back to Artis Urbe. Not um, not superstar quality, but got him all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. But he was proven in San Jose before he went to Carolina. I wouldn't really say Irby er- was washed up in Carolina. He just caught a, still got you a to Ron the, Francis still, hot still team. got yeah. you into a really hot streak, and that's what happens. Is when, that you don't have a hot, when you don't have a star quality goaltender, you get a hot streak goaltender. And you make it to, I See, mean, that's Van the new Bruce. NHL. That's okay. the new I agree. NHL. Exactly. On that. I actually no, agree with great. you on that because where did Cam Ward get Carolina this year? You know, <laughs> a hot start, and that was, was it. He was and hurt. He was hurt for half he, the season. Exactly. But he got right. hurt half the season. When he came back, there was nothing going. 
I think it's all a matter of when a team is finally firing on all four singles and kind of finds their game, which I think L.A. did, because they had a rough start to the year. They found their game, they kept chugging along, and now look where they're at. They're in the Western Conference Finals. What are your predictions on this? Uh, Who do you think are going to be our uh, Stanley Cup contenders? I think Chicago's going to dominate. Sorry, Rob, but I think Chicago's going to dominate like they did today. And uh, I I think they'll go to six because I do like L.A. at home. But they'll go to six, they'll wrap it up, and uh, then we'll see them. Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh-Boston series, I see that one going to probably seven. That one I think is going to be a grinder. I think that one's going to seven. I think Boston will give them a run for their money because they're a – you know, they'll knock the snot out of you kind of team. Okay. And uh, But I think Pittsburgh can can play with them. They have the talent to. And uh, you'll see Pittsburgh-Chicago in the cup. And uh, I like Chicago taking the cup. All right. Now going back to Shrems here. Shrems, you said L.A. L.A. 7, Boston 7. L.A. 7 and Boston 7. Okay, wow. Well, I'm going to say L.A. 7, as I said before, and I'm going to say Pittsburgh in 6. Pittsburgh did sweep Boston this year. Oh, there it is. Doesn't mean yep. in the playoffs. Mm, no, no, no. That is a good point. So Who was starting in goal for Pittsburgh? Uh, <laughs> Could open. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Oh, I thought you said for Boston. Uh, for Pittsburgh, it was Bokun twice. Bokun Bo- twice. Bokun twice and Flurry one. And wow. I think I think the loss was to or no yeah comment retracted. We only, we only played three times with the short season. Yeah, yeah, because they're not in the division. Yeah, yeah. So we only like Philly. We only played. Um, I think four times. We played Philly four times. The mm-hmm. Islanders five, and like this, this yeah. yeah, it's weird it's because they did the wild did card games in the scheduling we formats and that. I know we play Chicago four times as L.A., so that's why I was a little confused with that. So okay. I don't, we're not in the same division. So. It's the new NHL. Yeah. Well, next season should be fun when we have the realignment, which is going to be a real big monster. We'll bring you guys back in for that. Oh, oh that would sure. be a great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Brian, Dave, any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. I'm glad I made the drive all the way over to your apartment for this great podcast. Thanks for having me on. Uh-huh. I regret the hour drive because I'm a quarter tank less on gas. I'll, pay, I'll pay for, for it. I'll pay for your gas. Okay. No, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yes, usually we have Mr. Shrimps here on the phone, but <laughs> it's great to have you guys all in person here, and we will get together real soon, maybe even the Stanley Cup Finals, and do this again, or maybe even during the Western and Eastern Conference Finals next week, so we'll find out. Next week's my birthday. We should all get together again for that and do a podcast then. I got you a podcast for your birthday. Oh, s- <laughs> we'll it's an here, easy birthday. Here, yeah. I'll show you where to put that podcast. <laughs> hey, there we go. And that's right. Go. Phil is uh, two days before mine. So. Actually, the all right. Well, there we go. So let's close it out here. This is uh, David Stearns for Brian Schrems, Phil Prevost, Rob Kelly, and Dave Moran, and saying. Enjoy the hockey, everybody. And as always, don't stop believing.